Our world continues to change and push us in ways we have not been challenged before. On this show, we talk about these challenges, how to be aware of them, face them, and overcome them in your life. This is David Waldus, creator of the Align Living System. And I'm Nick Musica, Align Living Coach. Welcome to the Align Living System Podcast. Welcome to episode eight of the Align Living System Podcast. I am back again with my good friend and client, Janine O'Connor. When we first did the recording for the last episode, uh, our intentions were simply to sit down and record one episode. Yet, uh, as we got talking, it ended up being almost an hour later when we realized that we were still going. So uh, welcome to part two. If you missed part one, uh, please do check it out from last week. Enjoy. And obviously we love the good times and the joys and the highs of life. How do you personally, and how do you offer suggestions for others to embrace the contrast, I'll call it, Mm -hmm. or the darker moments of life? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I think that faith has a lot to do with it. Uh, Absolutely. And, you know, we're here to learn and grow and go through whatever experiences we are. And, and, and again, like any, it's, it's, it's my, I always see this like a ray of answers, you know, like at a soul level, you know, there's sometimes there's big stuff that our soul's here to experience. And that's an agreed upon thing. And, you know, maybe that's not quite what we're talking about here, but you know, I mean, it could be, and, and there's a certain amount of how am I going to grow and change from this? And when our perspective is that when big stuff happens in my life, that it's not something that somebody did wrong. There's like a certain orchestration, there's a certain growth point. There's there's something that it's opening up for the future or the next level. And it's kind of been preordained. And I really like, to me, that that's just such a deep truth. And then, you know, we also go through times in life where things are a little more difficult. Things are, you know, we're in the, you know, we're in the rough a bit and things aren't flowing so smoothly. And in that, you know, it's, it's funny. I was just talking with a client about this the other day. And, and it, what I was being shown was like almost every adventure story starts out with everybody's in town, life seems okay. And all of a sudden there's some disruption, you know, like the monsters or the goblins come to town or the dragon comes or whatever, destroys the town, destroys the life that you knew. And so you leave and you go on this adventure through the haunted woods and it's super uncomfortable. There's all these trials and tribulations. But if you keep moving through the haunted woods, you come out the other side and there's this whole new life that's available. Right. And that, that is, you know, I mean, it's a version of, you know, the hero's journey, but it's like kind of what we see often in adventure stories. And so to me, like, it's completely how life is when we have these experiences, we go, well, shit, there's no going back to what that was. That's blown up. And now my identity's maybe knocked around a bit. My sense of joy is maybe not real available to me. Um, and I don't really know my way forward yet if I just sit down and sit in this haunted forest, I'm just going to keep getting kind of hammered by it. And so it doesn't mean just run blindly, but it does mean collect ourselves, stabilize ourselves, align ourselves, get grounded and start to walk forward knowing that, yeah, there's some tribulations in front of me. There's some trials in front of me. And as I keep forward, there's going to be purpose in it. And it's going to help me set up for the next story that the next chapter that's around the corner. And and here's why people go, well, you know, 
my mother went through this and, and, and it never, she never came out of the woods and my cousin or, or I didn't. And we go, well, yeah, like the woods don't go on forever though, but people sit down in them. People go, well, I guess this is my reality anymore. I'm not going to keep pursuing life. And so if you're stuck in the woods and you're feeling that, that, you know, it's kind of a come to Jesus moment, so to speak of, am I still pursuing life? And am I going, looks like this is my lot in life. And again, how far down, you know, being shown that map again, that says, here's your life path and all that's available to you. Are you going to stop two thirds of the way through and go, this shit's hard. I'm just going to sit right here. Um, and I don't mean to make light of any challenges people are going through, but we, you know, we have those moments where we get stuck. And then at a certain point we decide, do I just set up camp and make this my life or do I keep moving forward? And when we keep moving forward, we emerge out the other side, eventually it happens. Um, but if we stay, you know, like this is my reality. And I think we all can relate to that example where we've all been there ourselves or mm -hmm. know someone or have a friend or cousin or family member who has yeah, is yeah. sitting down right now in the forest. And so you've really helped me with the relationships in my life mm -hmm. to somewhat be a little more far removed when I care more about them getting out in the forest than they do themselves. Right, right. That we're, we want to take on more responsibility for other people than they want to take on for themselves. Right. Yeah, yeah. So can you touch on that of how to, um, I guess, one thing that you said to me recently was basically not robbing people of their own opportunity for self-growth. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. let's say there's like a curtain and I could just make their path out of the woods real easy, Yeah, but yeah. they have to want it and get up themselves and trudge their way through. Yeah, absolutely. And, and here's what people do. <laughs> and I mean, if they're not ready to get out of the woods, like, you know, you do all this work for them, you sacrifice yourself, you don't do the other things for yourself that you need to do and you get them out of the woods. And then you're like, okay, you know, you're all set now. And then you start to walk away and you watch them wander back into the woods. You're like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Why are you going back in there? Do you realize how hard I just worked to get you out? And they're like, I wasn't done yet. I wasn't done in there yet. Um, <laughs> or they go, oh, thank you. And you know, you walk them across this big open field and they're like, oh, look, there's more woods over there. I can go recreate the same thing in my life. And so people, when we try to take more responsibility for others than they are willing to take for themselves, like we're, we're kind of prolonging their experience. We may pull them out of the woods, but as soon as we let go, I call it like the rubber band effect. Like they're borrowing your frequency. They're borrowing your power, your alignment. And the moment you let go of them, they just kind of get snapped back to their old way of being. And then they wander back into the same woods or, or different ones, or they, you know, find a boulder to put in front of themselves and go, God, I guess I can't move forward. And like, you know, we'll take three steps to the left and then go forward. But, but people that aren't ready to, find obstacles and they in, embed themselves in them in order to feel okay, in order to feel safe, in order for it to not be their fault. I mean, when I was younger, one of my big ones was like, if I was sick, I couldn't do something. And if you're sick, it's not your own fault. And so when I'd get in really high stress situations, like when I, I remember I was doing my student teaching and it was like getting ready for my first kind of where I had to lead the class, I was sick that day. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe it. I really wanted to do this, but somehow I'm sick, like way out of my control. What am I going to do? And only a couple of days later, I was able to go back and do it. But in hindsight, I can look at it and go, dude, you completely manifested getting sick to get out of that. You were just didn't feel ready and it was freaking you out. And so it wasn't your fault. You got sick. What are you going to do? Um, but 
every part of me was like, where's an out? Where's an out? Where's an out? Where's an obstacle? Um, even though I wanted to move forward and get my teaching career started, it scared me. And so that was my response at that point in my life. Yeah. Wow. But you came back and nailed it. So yeah, yeah. Well, here, here I am. <laughs> you were ready at a certain point. And I guess it's that readiness, allowing people to be ready, to be ready, to be ready. And when they yeah. are ready, they will show up for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And and I, I just needed to kind of feel myself shut down for a little bit and, and then not, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that was like, and I saw it, I didn't in any way at that point in my life recognize it was something I was choosing or doing, or that there was even a role I played in it. It was just unfortunate. Like I was really wanting to get that going. Sure. It was scary, but I wanted to get it going. And then I oh, can't believe I got sick. <laughs> you know? And then once you did show up, was there a sense of empowerment? Like, yeah, or absolutely. Even, like yeah. I did yeah. this. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I don't know why I was so afraid. Um, right. You know, and, and I think that's how it often is in most things, you know, and, and, you know, it's funny too. Like even when we do things and we screw them up and we kind of let in like the worst case scenario kind of plays out, there's even a relief in that going, well, like, well, shit, like it can't get any worse than that. And I survived that. So I might as well get back into it because that didn't kill me. Uh, and so, you know, like when we can have that kind of resilience, sometimes, falling flat in our face is the most beneficial thing for our future because now we know that it doesn't hurt as bad as, you know, it didn't kill us. Um, and, and again, I'm not saying that, you know, all things that don't kill you make you stronger. I'm not opening that box up, but I am saying that quite often when we have struggles and it doesn't go well for us, it's preparing us for our future, not saying, Oh shit, I better not do that again. Yes. I like playing the what if game. And I do this with other people that call me for advice. If they feel afraid or scared to do the next step, even if they know what it is or what they want to, the direction they want to go in, mm-hmm. they're afraid. And I say, well, what, what if you did that? What's the worst that could happen? And then mm-hmm. we go down that trail of, okay, yeah. then, then what if, then what would happen? And then it all of a sudden seems not so bad. Right. Right. Yeah. The, the catastrophizing that we do in our head. Yes. uh, We always think the worst, you know, it's like the worst instead of the best case scenario. And oftentimes it it works out just fine or better than we expected. Yeah. And I mean, how often do you look at the things that fell apart that didn't go the way you wanted, whether it was, you know, the relationship you hoped for or the, like, I often think about it, like, you know, when I, whenever I bought a house, almost always the first house doesn't work out. And I'm like, oh, I can't believe it. That was perfect. Like, I don't understand. I can't. And then like two days later, another house pops up on the market. Like, oh, this one's way better. (laughs) And and that whole piece, like life is like that. And so when we get these obstacles, we're so busy often feeling disappointment in our small world, as opposed to trust in the greater universe. And, you know, whether it's some way that we need to grow and develop in ourselves, whether it's a better opportunity that's coming, like there's purpose in all of it. And when we trust that and then become, you know, players in that, as opposed to going, well, that didn't work out. I trust that it was for a reason. And maybe the reason didn't work out is because I wasn't ready yet. You know, I was in fear. I was doing those things. And so can I be honest with myself and go, I think I played a big role in that not coming together because it, kind of scared the shit out of me. And so what do I need to work through? How do I need to develop myself so that next time the opportunity loops back around again, 
it's going to happen for me because I will be ready. And I revealed to myself that I thought I was ready, but I wasn't. Not that I thought I had it, but I don't have it. It's it's and when we see ourselves as as being able to continuously engage in personal development and bring ourselves to the next level, that thinking goes, I'll be ready next time. When we when we think of ourselves in a more static way of just this is who I am, and I don't see myself as somebody that can develop and grow in all these different ways, I go, Oh, I guess I'm not supposed to be a teacher, or I guess I'm not supposed to do that, versus like I see I got some work to do. Let me get to it. Yes. And it's that faith and positive expectancy that can work wonders. Mm -hmm. I know one of the statements my mother has instilled to me is when she journals, and it's usually around appreciation or opportunities that are coming that are yet to be revealed in the physical is Thank you for, let's use the house example. Thank you for the right home or something better, yeah, like, yeah. you know, another better opportunity or manifestation of sorts. A absolutely. And that whole piece that the universe is conspiring to support me or the universe is conspiring against me. And, and the truth is, what am I allowing? Am I pessimistic and I expect all the shit to go sideways? Then is that universe blocking me? No, that's me going I'd like some more shit that doesn't work out, please prove me right. You know? Um, and, and it's, and it's, I think it's a hard thing for people to go, well, I don't see how that could be true until they start trying it on because, you know, we end up getting more of the same. This is why our reality is so concrete because it matches our thinking. And so we have to look at others and go like, why does it always work out for them? <laughs> you know, like, well, what are they so positive about? Right. Well, it, it compounds, you know, it's like, why does it always not work out for them? What are they so negative about? It compounds. And so, you know, you, you know, I love that saying that says, you know, life's not how life is. We are how life is. And so wherever we are engaging from within ourselves and bring that to our world, that's what we experience. And I think that's becoming more and more and more true. The more energetic all of us become, the more tapped in in this higher dimensional way we all become like our ability to manifest has accelerated in miraculous ways. And that's not just good. It's whatever you make of it. And so we can manifest problems just as fast as we can manifest opportunities. And it has to do with our own mindset and our expectations and what we're carrying forward. Are people born natural optimist versus pessimist? Or can anyone train themselves to think a certain way to have this positive expectancy in the universe having their back? Yeah. yeah and I'll I mean, leave I, it at I, that yeah. for today, David. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it, uh, that people are born into situations that train them into one of those perspectives, you know, and then they see the evidence. And it's, at what point, and this is a, a really interesting piece is, at what point do we stop accepting the rules we were taught as a kid, you know, or even our trauma responses, our coping mechanisms, and start taking full responsibility for ourselves and the way that we're going to engage with ourselves and with life that's going to create the life that we want. And if we don't see that as connected, we have no control over it because we're just going to keep going down the same path for what we taught because it continuously gets proven to us that the way that we were taught things are and the way that we think is true because it's what we experience. And so at any point, 
when we're willing, and if you're listening to this, I'd, I'd hope there's some willingness, right? If you're like, I don't know what you're doing on this podcast. If you're just like, <laughs> yeah, everything sucks and that's just how it is. And you're full of shit. And I'm here just here to tell you you're full of shit. Um, <laughs> but, but that, that piece of, uh, you know, at, at what point do we look at where am I pessimistic? And, you know, like, what if I just played with it? What if I became curious about picking one area of my life that I can start to become more optimistic about and pick an area that doesn't feel like there's a ton of charge for you. Maybe just pick an area of like, I, you know, like I was saying about parking spots or red lights. There's such a, an easy one because they're not, you know, unless you live in New York city or, <laughs> or LA or something, you can never find a spot. Um, but it, like, it's, it's fun to me. Like I, I'll often play that game and it just feels like it puts a smile on my face because I'm like, thank you. Like, I just feel connected like I'm playing a role in it and I feel taken care of. I'm like, there's going to be a spot right here as I come around this corner. There's my spot. Thank you. You know, and it's like this co-creation and, or I can be like, oh shit, I'm running late. I hope there's a spot. Oh my God, that might not be a spot. If there's not a spot, I'm going to be late. Like oh, there's no spot. I'm late. Oh, I knew this was going to happen. Um, you know, you're right. Congratulations. <laughs> you get what you expect. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you know, it's not how things are. You're how things are. Can you teach your children to be like this or do they have to claim it for themselves when they're ready? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that we all are born into uh, an environment that has a perspective that has rules that teaches us thought patterns and ways of being. And they, they absolutely, you know, manifest that way. And so, you know, I think that people that are born into that type of a family and that type of an understanding of the relationship between the way that they're thinking and what they're getting and the trust that comes with the way things are unfolding, uh, that, that, you know, I think that absolutely gets taught by, by our families and by their, our upbringing. And, you know, at a certain point, you know, I, I, I think that that level of responsibility, you know, I, I often think about, um, my my youngest daughter talks about this a lot, um, Ava, and she'll she'll often say, "Well, you know, I trust how that worked out. I trust there's another opportunity, or I trust." And it's kind of funny because it's, you know, she grew up in that, and then rejected it, and then kind of gravitated towards friends that thought that way, and then it kind of reshowed up in her. It's just so much the way that she thinks now, and so we've kind of realigned. But she rejected it for a while of like, oh, this freaking spiritual shit, like. <laughs> <it's> like <laughs> Yeah, interesting but and it's not that she because things always seem to work out for her eventually or if she had big stuff that wasn't great there was a purpose and then it redirected something else or taught her you know like which is my belief system completely but uh now that she's accepted it as a deeper truth for herself she always talks about her responsibility in it and it's a very different way of being for her then because it's not life's not happening around her She'll go, oh, this, this is what I need to do. I need to start thinking about this way. I need to tell myself this. And it's funny. She'll often tell me like, and then, so I said, Ava, <laughs> you know, like, and she, wow. she like used her voice uh, um, to, to express it, which is super cool. And it's everything, you know, and, and Olivia, my older daughter is like that very naturally as well. I don't think she had the same pushback, um, but I use Ava as an example because she, she's like this weird shit. Like, I'm just trying to be a normal kid. I got this weird fucking family I'm from. <laughs> and, and then, it, but it, as she, you know, it became part of how she is. And, and Olivia was just like, yeah, I'm weird too. Um, I fit right in here. <laughs> <You know? laughs>
<laughs> Great stuff. Well, Yeah. do you have any last word? I could go into a whole nother book now, um, chapter on identity, because even your two daughters saying that brought up the word identity for me Yeah, and how yeah. our identities um, can be morphed or changed as seasons of our life change. Um, we can save that for another day, or you can give any last words of wisdom around that, David. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think it is important for us to question, you know, the realities that we're given, question our parents, you know, like, like, of course, you know, as parents, we think about like, I'm so glad my kids embracing, you know, what I've taught them. And, and to me, like, like, it's evidence that it's true even more to watch Ava go out into the world and go, like, enough of that nonsense. And then, to recognize like, what does this create in my life? Start to see the cause and effect and then start to feel this like, shit's not going so well right now. I need to clean up my thinking. I need to engage in this way. And like, oh, wait a minute, this is proving itself to be true now. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I think that we all go through phases where it's important for us to kind of strike out on our own. And that often happens in teenage years. And, you know, it's interesting. I think COVID did a lot of weird things too, where people were much more, you know, hanging out with their families. And so maybe they didn't have as much pull away or maybe they had more because they were so sick of being <laughs> stuck in a house with them. But it, it created some weird dynamics where I think it's very natural. And it, I mean, it's, it's just a normal part of, of human development where we have a pull away from the people that raised us and we reject a lot of what we were taught. And then we go try it out in the world. And that, it's a really important stage. But if we don't reject it, we don't get to find our own truths. And, you know, like any of us, like we've, we've taught our kids stuff that they're going to prove it's going to prove true to them and other stuff that maybe is our own bullshit that we haven't worked through yet. That isn't even true. We've just it's just felt that way for us and it's proven that way. But when they go and re reject what we've taught them and experiment out in the world, they find a better way that works better for them. And so I think it's such an important stage. And then, you know, we're, we're, we go through life and we get confronted with stuff that goes sideways and we have to reevaluate and, and, you know, life just keeps giving us this curriculum. And when we see it again as opportunities for personal development, opportunities for growth, opportunities to, you know, become a better version of ourselves rather than seeing ourselves as static and going, well, this is how I am. You know, I just don't like being around loud people or I'm a quiet, like whatever it is that we decided rather than trying on growth opportunities, um, you know, it's a difference in having a, a life that keeps matching us more and more and keeps growing versus getting stuck in those the haunted forest, you know, um, and struggling. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you, David. I've enjoyed this podcast and learning the wisdom you have to share. Yeah, well, thank you for coming on. It was really fun. Like, I, I love the idea of not knowing what we're going to talk about. It's so fun for me to just, you know, because it, it does take me a lot. Like there's no thinking kind of allowed for me in this because you just present me with the question and the answer comes out. And so it, I, yeah, I think it's a really valuable platform. So thank you for creating these questions, which were all very, all fascinating. And I mean, one of the side effects of this too, when I'm channeling is I, I, I have no idea what we've just talked about for the last hour <laughs> But when I, I'll go back and edit the podcast, I'll go like, oh, that was cool. Okay, we talked to you. Those are great questions, Janine. So <laughs> I know these were amazing questions you just asked me. <laughs> and I trust that. And as you asked them, I felt like that's a great question as the answer came through. So uh, 
as I know, I have no idea what the questions were. They were fantastic, Janine. Thank you so much for coming <laughs> on and, and, and sharing yourself and your inquisitiveness and your curiosity and your own wisdom as well. So really beautiful to have you on here. It's my pleasure to always collaborate with you, David. Awesome. Well, we'll do it again soon. All right. Sounds good. All right. Have a great week, everyone. We hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast. And if you did, please subscribe so you can catch the next episode. If you want to learn more about the Aligned Living System and how it could support you in your life, check out davidwaldus.com. 